Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast, and I'm your host, Farooq. I wanted to continue the stories of the Prophets, and today I wanted to touch on Prophet Idris alayhi salam or Enoch, that is also known as. So Allah has praised Idris alayhi salam, describing him as being a prophet and truthful, mentioning in the Quran, Idris, Enoch, verily he was a man of truth, and the prophet, we raised him to a high station, and that is from the Quran, chapter 19, verses 56 to 57. So Idris al Islam was born in Babylon, following the teachings and religion of Prophet Adam salam and his son Seth salam He called people back to his forefathers religion but only a few listened to him and majority of them turned away so prophet idris salam and his followers they left babylon for egypt and that is where he carried out his mission calling people to islam to allow them to distinguish between right and wrong teaching them certain prayers and also instructing them to fast certain days and to give a portion of their wealth to the poor. He was the first of the children of Adam to be given prophethood after Adam and Seth, peace be upon them. And it is also reported that he was the first person to invent the basics of writing. So what I wanted to also do in this podcast is include Nuh salam and his story. So after Prophet Idris salam passed away, a lot of people, especially the Muslims at that time, were basically lost. They felt that because there was no Prophet amongst them, they needed a guidance of some sort. They would consult scholars and righteous men of that time, but eventually they also passed away and there were no more pious men. So they feared that they may stray from the path of Allah. And what happened was that these righteous people or scholars, when they passed away, the people would cry and wail. Shaitan approached them and he actually disguised himself as a man and what he would do is he would go up to them and whisper in their ears he would say if we make statues of these righteous men it will be more pleasing to us in our worship and will remind us of them so the men agreed creating statues of men and because they were pious it would obviously help them remember and remember that person and also remember Allah and it would encourage them to do good. What Shaitan had done was plant a seed of corruption. He was patient. He was very, very patient. So it was a very, very slow process of getting a man to create statues and then eventually start to worship them. So when that generation passed, The new generation forgot about the intention of why the statues were created in the first place. 
So Shaitan again whispered into their ears and said, Your forefathers used to worship these idols. These statues brought them goodness. Look how he works. Look at the deception and the lies and the deceit of Shaitan. How he made people think that their fathers or the people that had passed were worshipping these idols. So because of that, idol worship became the root of man and they started worshipping them. So centuries passed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to send a prophet to guide the idolaters back to the truth. The prophet that was chosen to the sacred task was Nuh alayhi salam. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Nuh alayhi salam with beautiful patience. You could understand him correctly. He was very, very patient and his speech was eloquent because he really needed that for the success of his duty. Prophet Nuh alayhi salam started to preach to his people about the vast, vast mysteries of the universe. He informed them about how the day turns into night and the night turns into day, the plants and the animals and the heavens and the earth. He explained to them that everything was created by Allah and everything glorifies Allah. Nuh also told them about the oneness of Allah and that the mysteries of this world were only proof of the existence of one God. All you had to do was look around you, look at the signs in the skies, in the trees, in the animals, and the signs in ourselves as human beings, how complex the human body is. Like you look at the hand, every single human being have their own set of fingerprints and you also look at the internal like the muscular structure the nervous system how the blood cells work how the white cells and the blood cells work also such complexity that was created by none other than Allah he explained to them that shaitan had misled them to worship these idols and also warn them of a terrible punishment from Allah if they continued on this path of idol worship. So the people of Nuh listened attentively, tried to absorb what he was saying, but they were very confused and they tried to remain patient but eventually they started to be miserable and confused and frustrated with what Nu was saying. The people in amongst Nu who were very sad, depressed and anxious actually started to find a hope in Prophet Nu words and gradually entered into the fold of Islam whilst the others watched with anger and rage as to what Nuh was saying. 
They said to Nuh, We see you, but a man like ourselves. And Prophet Nuh explained to them that he is certainly a human being, and Allah had specifically chosen a human among the people as a messenger as the earth was being occupied by humans after all. And if the earth was occupied by angels, Allah would surely have sent an angelic messenger to convey his message. So one day, one of the wealthiest masters approached the city and wanted to have a discussion with Prophet Nuh So he says, listen, if you want us to believe you, then get rid of the believers. Dismiss them. They are poor. They are unfortunate. Whilst we are the rich and no faith can include both. So Nuh was well aware of the ignorance of the wealthy people. He knew that he had to remain calm and be patient in this situation in order to explain to them that the materialistic possessions are worthless in the sight of Allah. Everything that is in your possession is owned by Allah. He is the ultimate inheritor. And what mattered to Allah was what was within the hearts of the people. Nuh continues, O oh my people, I ask for no wealth for it. My reward is from none but Allah. I'm not going to drive away those who have believed. Surely they are going to meet their Lord. But I see that you are ignorant people. O oh my people, who will help me against Allah if I drove them away? Will you not then give a thought? And I do not say that with me are the treasures of Allah, nor that I know the unseen, nor do I say that I am an angel. I do not say of those whom your eyes look down upon, Allah will not bestow any good on them. Allah knows what is in their inner selves. In that case, I should indeed be one of the wrongdoers. The idolaters were furious and angry. They had tolerated Nuh's preachings and arguments far too long. And they angrily challenged Nuh. Oh Nuh, you have disputed with us and have prolonged the dispute with us. Now bring upon us what you threaten with. If you are truthful, Nuh said, only Allah will bring the punishment on you, if he wills, and then you will not be able to escape. And my advice will not profit you, even if I wish to give you counsel. If Allah's will is to keep you astray, he is your Lord, and to him you shall return. The disbelievers lost patience with Nuh They resorted to hurling insults at the Messenger of Allah, in an attempt to frighten him from preaching about Islam. They said, Verily, we see you in plain error. And Nu patiently replied, O oh, my people, there is no error in me. But I am a messenger from the Lord of the worlds. I convey unto you the messages of my Lord and give sincere advice to you. 
and I know from Allah what you know not. Nuh was persistent regardless of what was thrown at him and he spent 950 years calling his people to Islam. 950 years. But every generation that came to existence rejected Nuh as their fathers did. Each child, and they reached the understanding of what was clearly warned against teachings of Prophet Nuh So whenever a Prophet approached them, they would run away. They found an excuse to escape from the presence of Nuh Long before Prophet Nuh realized that the number of disbelievers was rapidly on the rise whilst the number of believers remained unchanged. He was very upset for his people and feared a terrible punishment for them. But he was left with no choice. He turns to Allah and says, My Lord, they have disobeyed me and followed on whose wealth and children give them no increase but only loss. They have plotted a mighty plot. They have said, You shall not leave your gods. No shall you leave what? Suwa, Yaguth, Yauk, nor Nasr. And these are the names of the idols. Indeed, they have led many astray. O Allah, grant no increase to the disbelievers. Allah soon revealed to Prophet Nuh that no other man from his people would enter Islam thereafter. He was sad, he was frustrated. He tried his best. He spent literally all of his life trying to lead people to the right path. And Nuh replied, My Lord, leave not one of the disbelievers on the earth. If you leave them, they will mislead your slaves and they will beget none but wicked disbelievers. Prophet Nuh's prayer was accepted by Allah. He instructed Prophet Nuh and construct the ark under our eyes and our inspiration and address me not on behalf of those who did wrong. Outside the city limits, the border area, away from the sea, Nuh began to build an ark. And through day and night, which was also supported by the angels, the construction of the ark continued whilst the mockery continued by the people and they laughed and jeered Nuh and saying Oh Nuh, does carpentry appeal to you more than prophethood? Why are you building an ark so far from the sea? Are you going to drag it to the water or is the wind going to carry it for you? Prophet Nuh answered You will come to know who will be put to shame and suffering. Allah then instructed Nuh that when the oven in his home begins to gush forth water that was a sign for him to collect the believers and board the ark that would be the beginning of the floods and that would destroy the disbelievers shortly after the terrible day dawned and water began to gush forth from the oven of Prophet Nuh's house Nuh knew that it was time to board the ark Along with the believers, he also took with him pairs of animals, birds, 
insects. People witnessed this weird, peculiar behavior and started laughing at Nuh saying, Nuh must have gone out of his head. What is he doing with these animals? Soon after, the heavy rains began to pour down from the angry skies and water began to rise through every crack on the earth. The water levels started to gradually rise and the oceans started to come over onto the lands. There was hardly any dry land anywhere because everything was submerged in water. Nuh witnessed the terrible calamity that had befallen his people. He knew that the disbelievers had no escape. Amongst the disbelievers was Prophet Nuh wife and son who refused to board the ark. Nuh called out to his son, O oh my son, embark with us and be not among the disbelievers. The ignorant son of Nuh replied, I will get to a mountain. It will save me from the water. Nuh said, This day there is no saviour from the decree of Allah except him on who he has mercy. And before long, Nuh's son was engulfed with angry waves that took him under and he was never to be seen again. When every single disbeliever had perished, Allah ordered the skies and the earth, O earth, swallow up your water and all sky withhold your rain and the skies immediately cleared and shone brightly as the sun and onto the land and meanwhile Nuh's ark peacefully landed on Mount Judy. Allah instructed his prophet O Nuh come down from the ship with peace from us and blessings on you and on the people who are with you. Nuh and the believers walked off the ark, releasing and rescuing the animals, the birds and the insects onto the Greenland. Prophet Nuh placed his forehead on the ground and prostrated to Allah and thanked him immensely for his mercy and blessings. The believers were grateful to Allah for safeguarding them from the terrible ordeal and observed a day of fasting as an act of gratitude to Allah. I want you to think about this and reflect for a second. This scenario when Nuh turns to his son and says, Come onto the ark. Don't be part of the disbelievers. Nothing can save you today. Except the decree of Allah. And his son turned to him and said, I will go to one of the highest mountains and it will save me from the water. And that didn't save him. He literally drowned as soon as the water made contact with him. And then Nuh called upon Allah and said, O oh my Lord, verily my son is of my family and certainly your promise is true. You are the most just of the judges. He said, O oh Nuh, surely he is not of your family. Verily, his work is unrighteous. So ask me not of that which you have no knowledge. I admonish you, lest you be one of the ignorants. And then Nuh realizing what he had said and done, said to Allah, O oh my Lord, I seek refuge with you from asking you that which 
I have no knowledge. And unless you forgive me and have mercy on me, I would indeed be one of the losers. And that is from the Quran, chapter 11, verses 45 to 47. And what a lesson we can take from this story with Nuh alayhi salam. The amount of appeals that he made to so many generations that came. 950 years of trying to invite people to Islam, trying to save them from a coming punishment. But because they were so ignorant, they were so stuck in their ways, they were so stubborn, they chose to believe what their forefathers had told them. And that was passed on from generation to generation. And they were worshipping idols. And they didn't want to stop doing that. And just think, 950 years before that, when that generation was there, when they passed away, that generation that actually created those idols of those important people and shaitan deceiving them, telling them lies, look what happened from 950 years previous to that to Nuh alayhi salam trying to get people back to the right path and that just tells us that guidance comes from Allah it is not from us we can only do our bit we can only help people we can only remind people but the guidance comes from Allah and that sometimes is a very very difficult pill to swallow but it, it just goes to show that even yourself, you know, you could easily deviate from the path. Your own family members can also be on that path where you don't want them to be. You know, you want them to be on the right path. You want them to pray to Allah. You can try and remind them as much as you can, but the guidance only comes from Allah. And I leave you with that. Assalamu alaikum. ورحمة الله وبركاته